Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stressed, Depressed, and Anxious with your host, D, aka Local Neighborhood Baby. Okay, guys, um, actually, this episode is going to start off a little bit differently from the other ones because I just purchased um, some Popeyes because I've heard so much on the internet about this new Popeyes chicken sandwich. And actually, they were doing a promotion. They have a classic version of the sandwich and also a spicy version of the sandwich. And it came with all these sides as well. So I just ordered it on Uber Eats because obviously I'm <laughs> probably, if you listen to any of the other episodes, you you probably figure that I'm more of a homebody now. I don't know. Like I, I like to go out. I like to go out with my friends. But I think my life during the week is so exhausting that a lot of weekends I find myself spinning at home so that I can relax and just not deal with any drama or stress. So, um, yeah, I figured I'd order in through Uber Eats and just try this. Um, the first thing I'm going to try is the original chicken sandwich that everybody's, or a classic chicken sandwich that everybody's raving about. Basically, it only has four ingredients. It has this, like, sweet-looking, tasting bun, supposedly. It has this huge piece of chicken, chicken filet sort of cut for the sandwich, fried and breaded. And it has um, pickles and it has mayonnaise. So it's a pretty simple sandwich. And I'm just gonna give it a taste and tell you guys what I actually think. Does it live up to the hype? <laughs> I'm going to take another bite. Hold on. This bite has pickle in it. Okay. Alright, so I've taken two bites. The first bite didn't have any pickle on it, so I took a second bite just to get all the ingredients in one bite and kind of give, like, an overview. Um, initial thoughts. It's really good. The chicken is really juicy. The bun is, like, a little bit more on the sweeter side, and it's, like, a nice sort of amalgamation with the pickles and... The mayonnaise, it's just all like a nice blend of flavors. Perfect blend of flavors. Um, it's actually, it's one of the things that I think makes it like something that was so hyped up is because it's so simplistic and straightforward and good. Like it doesn't have, it's not like one of those things that like have all of these ingredients and, you know... It's just simple and delicious, and I think, like, that's not something that people expect a lot of from fast food. You expect, 
you know, to have all these ingredients, these secret sauces, um, be like super fried and like a million calories. But um, this is really simple. And the chicken itself, the chicken really makes it because the chicken is very juicy. Um, it's not dry at all. So it's really good. The other thing I will say about it is that the cut of chicken on the sandwich is huge. They do give you a lot of chicken and it's like pretty, it's cheap. Like I think these sandwiches just themselves without the meal, um, I've heard are like around four, $4, $4-ish dollars. So, and, and like if you look up a picture of the, of the, um, sandwich itself and you see the size of this like cut of chicken in the sandwich, you'll you'll understand that like they give you a lot of bang for your buck which is important especially if you're going to be eating fast food you might as well get enough food to fill you up um but yeah it's very good I actually really like it I think like like I said like the hype is based like you might think like because of the hype that like it's gonna be like this unprecedented like crazy thing um, in terms of flavor, but I think like it's actually so simplistic and that's why it's so hyped up because it's like literally good, like so good. Like juicy chicken, nice blend of flavors with the pickles and the sweet bun and the mayo. It's just like a perfect chicken sandwich. Um, probably the best chicken sandwich you can find in um, fast food right now and that's a big statement to make considering I actually really am a fan of Chick-fil-A um I do like their chicken sandwiches a lot but it just this is actually better and I think like the seasonings too are perfect um like I said this is the classic not the spicy I have uh, the classic here as well which I'll try later on but like the the classic like it's literally perfectly seasoned not too overly seasoned, not under seasoned, like it's perfect. And I think that's another thing with fast food. Um, you know, they give you meat that's really not meat. It looks like just ugh, icky, like McDonald's meat. <laughs> no shade, but shade. Um, yeah, it just, this is like, is, is more on the real side. It's like I said, it's juicy, it's tender, and it's just perfectly seasoned. And you can really um, taste all the flavor of the chicken. So, I like it. 10 out of 10, I would recommend it. Mmm. Sorry, I just took another bite. <laughs> it is yummy. Um, so, like I said, I got this because Uber Eats had a promotion. I think the Migos, which is a rap group, are doing a tour. And I guess they, like, partnered with Uber Eats. And they each have, like, a, quote, each member of the group has, like, a, quote, unquote, meal. This particular meal was called the Quavo. And it included the two sandwiches, one original, one spicy. You can actually get two original, two spicy, whatever you want. It has a, two apple pies, um, a side of mashed potatoes. It has fries. And I'm just looking through them now. Yeah, two apple, two apple pies, two orders of fries, two sandwiches, and one side of mashed potatoes, and two small um, drinks. And you're probably thinking, like, all right, well, <laughs> is anyone else eating this with you? And the answer is no. Literally got this all for myself. Um, 
because I wanted to try the sandwiches and I haven't been able to because the lines have literally been around the block for the sandwich when it first came out and I was like, I'm sorry, like I'm not, I know it's like super hyped up and I actually like to try things that are like new. I like to, I'm like a person who like will try all the Starbucks seasonal drinks and like I want to try all the new stuff, but waiting in a line is literally like the bane of my existence. I hate waiting in lines. It's just not my thing. So I never went out to go and try this, but this gave me the perfect opportunity. I didn't even have to go to the store to get it. Literally. Just sat in bed, bed, ordered it, waited for it, and it came. So, I feel very special about that. And for my drinks, I actually got, I think, Fanta Strawberry and an order of Coke, which is good because I haven't left my house this weekend at all so far since Friday. And... I probably should. I need to go do groceries and stuff, but I've just been lazy about going anywhere. So I literally don't have any, like, juice in the house right now. So. Or soda. Normally, I have, like, a whole, a bunch of water, packs of water that I keep in the house. And then I also have um, cans of ginger ale. Because that's my favorite soda. But, of course, like, they don't. Okay, I want to say something about that, actually. While we're on the topic of food and drinks and all that shit. I love ginger ale. It's my favorite soda. I know a lot of times when I was growing up, people used to drink ginger ale when they were sick. I don't know for some reason. That's when people drink ginger ale. I personally like ginger ale as a soda. It's my favorite. And it's like one of the few sodas that they don't actually sell in the, in like fast food stores and places like that. You don't get ginger ale. Like, they normally do not have that. They have, like, every other kind of soda. They'll they'll have, like, root beer and all this shit that, you know, no shade to root beer. But, like, I don't know. They just don't have ginger ale. It's, like, so weird. Um, I always feel put out by that. But, like, whatever. There's some of us like ginger ale. <laughs> so, if I were to ever open my own fast food joint... Um, or if any of my listeners open their own fast food joint one day, then I implore you to put ginger ale um, or make ginger ale available to your customers the same way that Coke and Sprite and all that other, those other soda flavors are available. I actually have garlic butter. That I made, so I'm gonna use I'm gonna use that and dip my fries in it because this didn't come with any ketchup. Although I didn't ask for any condiments, but I think restaurants should just normally make a habit of including condiments like ketchup and stuff and mayo if you're gonna be serving things that have those in them. Where's my garlic butter? It's right here. hardened being in the fridge let me go microwave it really quick as well okay so I know you guys might be getting bored you're like okay when are you gonna get to the topic of the day because we don't care about Popeye's chicken sandwiches but um I don't know I just wanted to give you guys a little insight into what I was doing today um 
Okay. I um have really been finding lately that the holidays are a really tough time for a lot of people. Like, I don't know that that's like um, shocking news to anybody listening because I think that it's like a widely known fact that holidays can be a depressing time because people, I mean, it's centered around, it's really centered around family, you know, friends too, but like mostly mostly it's um centered around family and I think like if you don't have a good relationship there or you don't have a good relationship with your family even sometimes if you do because family just can be overly difficult and judgmental and like like getting into your personal business and asking you so many questions and like there's always that weird aunt or uncle that you have to deal with I think like the holidays are just a rough depressing time and they're also an expensive time as well so you're, you find that you're spending a lot of money you're eating a lot of food you're being pretty unhealthy you're dealing with you know family members um judging you across the board and you're also a lot of us are dealing with like you know, situations where we don't get along with our family, so you might not even be with your families for the holidays. Um, and yeah, I just think it's like a rough time of the year. And for me personally, um, it is pretty rough. It is pretty rough. Um, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> of course, because I keep it real on this podcast. Um, but like, I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's been pretty rough. I don't. Um, I think, like, it's just, like, so few family members left that I even talk to, and I also, even there, like, just any, like, outsiders that I find that, like, my, my core group of family members that I actually talk to, other outsiders, just make, I don't know, I don't want to get too into details, because I don't want that to exist on the internet, I think, like, it's not cool to really talk shit about your family, problems and put it out there but I will say I think like other outsiders that my family members are involved with make situations harder in-laws make situations a lot harder than they really need to be and I just think that that makes things difficult as well um it's one of the things that I've thought about for a very long time since I was young I've thought about like one day, you know, when I got married, how my significant other would relate to my siblings, would relate to my mom, would relate to my dad. And I'm a person where I've always just thought that it was really important that they get along. Like, they don't have to be... And I, I subscribe to the notion that, like, your significant other that you're married to or involved with, whatever, I don't think that they have to actually be friends with your family. I don't think that they have to... Like, you know, if you're married and you have, like, a wife or a husband, like, I don't think that they have to be best friends with your sister or your brother. I don't think that they have to be, like, super close with your mom or your dad. I just think that there has to be a level of respect there. And I would like, you know, for them to be able to get along. And when I say get along, I mean, like, when you see each other, it's hi, hello. It's not, you're not talking shit. You know what I mean? Like, you enjoy each other. You it's, you don't have to be friends, like, going out shopping and, like, talking on the phone all the time and, like, whatever. But, you know, it's, it's sort of relative to the relationship that you have with your siblings. Most people have with their siblings. It's like, 
you see your siblings, you when you're around them, you have like a great time, whatever. You're not most people are not constantly calling and like talking to their siblings. They're just like living their lives. But when you get along with your siblings, a lot of times, like whenever you see them, it's like good vibes. And I think like that's what I would expect and want. And that's like the notion that I subscribe to. Like that everybody should have that. You should have a significant other that like definitely respects your mom and your dad and treats them with respect when they see them and is, you know, cordial with them and, and doesn't make things hard and doesn't talk shit about them. And you should also have um, a significant other who can get along with your brother or your sister. Similarly, your brother or sister should respect your significant other and also make an attempt to definitely get along with them as well. It should be like both sides, of course. But they should, like, definitely get along, respect each other, not talk shit about each other, not create, like, a toxic, you know, thing. And I think, like, that, you know, I, I've hear, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, before they get they got married, that doesn't really matter. I don't care if my mom doesn't like you. I don't care if my sister doesn't like you or my brother doesn't like you. You know, this is about me and you. On some level, I kind of get that. But on another level, I feel like, you know, um, it's going to make life so hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Life is already so hard. Life is so hard with family in general that if you're a person that regularly gets along with your family, like you don't have like huge problems with your family, you respect your mom, you respect your dad, you have brothers and sisters that you're okay with as well, then getting married shouldn't like add discord and toxicity to that situation and make it bad. I think like if you're going to get married... That, that person should blend in to your family as well. Like, obviously, when I say blend in, I don't mean for them to lose their individuality and start acting the same way that your family acts or whatever. I just mean that they should get along with and not be a toxic factor there, making it, like... Because a lot of times what happens is, like, if your significant other is not... doesn't get along with your family members and, like, you know, if there's not a good relationship there at all and you, you're okay with your family members, then that usually creates a situation where it becomes you and your family member bec members become distant with each other because of the toxic relationship that your significant other adds to the situation, if that makes sense. So like if you have a wife that doesn't get along with your sister, that doesn't get along with your brother, that doesn't get along with your mom or dad necessarily, then a lot of times what happens is you, you find yourself wanting to defend them and, you know, you don't want them to feel by themselves because you guys are married. So what ends up happening is that your family distanced themselves from you and that person subsequently because they're kind of now you have a partner that's counted as one. And so that your family distanced themselves from you and you distance yourself from your family. And it just becomes like you don't have that relationship that you once had. And why would you want that? You know what I mean? I think it's worth thinking about before you you know, walk down the aisle or meet somebody at the altar for them to have the same level of respect as, that you do for your family members. Because um, it's important because they're, they become part of your family too. And they can, uh, they can make that great or they can make that a terrible experience. And subsequently, they can make the holidays amazing or they can make the holidays like nobody wants to come to your house. <laughs> so it's something definitely worth thinking about. Um, and me being a person that like already doesn't like to deal with people, don't like to deal with like extra drama. 
I, especially when jumping into a relationship, not that I'm any good at relationships, to be quite honest, but if it's going to get serious or if I sense that it's getting serious and I start to think about how that person will fit into my family and if that person will be a negative or factor or a positive factor within my family member, my family relationships, because those, those certain family members that I talk to, those relationships are important to me. And I don't want anyone coming in and deteriorating those relationships um, for me. So yeah. Um, the other thing I want to kind of talk about on in line with relationships is probably <laughs> how bad I am at them. I don't know. I definitely have an issue, like in general. Um, when it comes to like being interested in people for a long period of time, I think like I like to have crushes. I like to look at somebody from afar and be like interested by them and have that feeling of a crush. I just don't like what because I what I've found in the past is that when you actually get to know when I've actually gotten to know that person that I have a crush on or whatever. Um, the magic is lost and like, I don't really actually like them because I don't find them interesting as a person once the mystery is gone. And so there's that factor. The other thing is, I think I'm really good, not to toot my own horn, but you know, toot toot. (laughs) I think I'm really good at like figuring people out. I have a certain level of emotional intelligence that allows me to like really see people for who they are, despite what they're saying and like read between the lines and you know, kind of sense when people are lying and when people are just kind of trying to um, make themselves seem like something that they're not. And so that first level of, of a relationship, like when you start to just talk to somebody, you know, talk on the phone, go out on a date initially, I figure out a lot about a person like right from the very beginning. And I think like, I always feel like I'm 10 steps ahead ahead of a person. By the time that they're admitting something to me, I, I've known it from the, like, first time I met them. You know what I mean? So, with that in mind, like, I tend to get bored of people pretty easily. I feel like because I'm always feeling like I'm 10 steps ahead of that person, um... I just feel bored. I feel like, when are you going to figure me out? You know what I mean? I, I think that I'm a good conversationalist because a lot of people, although I talk a lot on this podcast, like in, a, in actuality, I tend to see that like a lot of people come to me and just like talk and talk and talk and talk to me because I'm a very good listener and I offer like, you know, some interesting feedback or like points or advice if they ask for it. I don't like to give them unsolicited advice. It's just not me. Um, But in relationships as well, like in the beginning, um, a lot of times guys will just talk and talk and talk because they find that, you know, and they'll say stuff like, you're so easy to talk to. Like I could talk to you about anything. And, And, you know, they just pour their hearts out, you know, and they think that they're like in love with me because they're like, oh my God, like I've never felt so comfortable with a person. You know, I just feel like I could tell you anything. Like you're not judging me at all. And that's another thing too. Because if you start to spill your guts, which a lot of people do with me, they'll just start to talk and talk and talk and like spill their guts and tell me all their secrets. It's just like, I don't know. 
I guess I'm not the only person in the world that has that effect on people. I think there are certain people, are certain personality types that people just feel comfortable. Once you're around them, you feel comfortable and you just feel like you could be yourself and you feel like you could like tell them all your secrets and they don't open their mouths and tell other people and that you feel like you could trust them. And that's all true about me. Like you can tell me things. I don't repeat them. I'm not a gossipy person. Um, and I don't believe in making people feel like bad about being themselves. So when guys talk to me, they'll tell me everything. And I just, you know, my responses are based on how to respond to anybody. If you tell me something horrible about yourself, I will literally, you know, just say, okay. Like it's, it's not, I'm not going to say, oh my God, you know, that's horrible. Like, you know, screw you. I never want to talk to you again. I'll just listen to what you said and process it and just be like, okay, that's you, you know? That's who you are, and, you know, hopefully if you want to change it, that's on you, and if you don't, that's also you, you know what I mean? I once had, as an example, I once had a guy that I was dating, he was like, do you mind that I smoke? I know a lot of women that I date, like, always get me, try to get me to stop smoking. Do you mind that I smoke cigarettes or whatever? And I was like, no, I mean, if you, listen, he, he was shocked, and, like, he went on and on about it. He's like, are you sure you don't mind, you know? And I was like, listen, if you want to go over there, smoke, and, like, kill yourself, like, that's on you. Like, honestly, it has nothing to do with me. I really don't care that you smoke. You know, as long as you're not smoking in my face, really doesn't bother me. Really don't care. And he was he was shocked by that answer, and he, he just laughed. Um, but the thing, the thing is, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, I am a good listener. I do not like to give, you know, <clears throat> feedback that indicates that I'm judging somebody. But I do make decisions based on the information I'm receiving, just like everybody else. So when a guy sits out, sits down and he's like pouring his guts out to me and he's telling me all these things about himself and his past relationships and his deepest, darkest secrets, I am, while I'm not judging him and while I'm, you know, listening and all that kind of shit, I am making a decision there still in my mind. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's nice to know that that's who this guy is. But also, like, I already know from what I'm hearing that he's not a person that I want to continue to date or he's not a person that I, I can see myself with in the next 50 years, you know, and they kind of get confused by that a lot of times. Or sometimes I decide, too, which is a little bit toxic, I guess. I, I'll say, like, with that guy, that particular guy that I was talking about it with the cigarettes, cigarette guy, I'll decide based off of what I see about them and what, you know, they've told me that this is a fun person to hang around. This is going to be a fun person to like kind of date for a while, but not delve into anything serious and not get into like a serious, serious relationship with. So I literally, that guy, I dated him for the entirety of a summer um, and had like the a blast with him, like so much fun. You know, he was pretty transparent about the fact that like he had um, two kids already, and he told me a lot of details about his life and everything. And the thing was, like, I he was a lot of fun. He was very adventurous. Um, he did things with it kind of without thinking. Like, he just, you know, was very spontaneous. And I love all of those qualities. Um, not so much in a husband, necessarily. Like, I like a certain level of spontaneity and adventurousness and, like, you know, but there's also, there's also a different side to that where it becomes negative, where like you don't plan for the future. You don't, you know, think before you act, think before you speak, you don't save, you don't have goals um, that you're working towards. Like that was the other side of it with him. And 
you know, that for me, I'm like, this is definitely not somebody that I want to, you know, date seriously or like, um, spend the rest of my life with definitely not. So I just had like the time of my life with him for the summer. And I knew that it was only going to be for the summer. And he had the time of his life with me. And he like, and, and it's, like I said, it's toxic. I understand that like, on a certain level, I was kind of leading him on. Although I never said that um, I wanted anything serious. Actually, I did tell him that I wasn't necessarily looking for anything serious. And his response to me was, well, I'm definitely looking for my wife. And after that conversation, we still hung out with each other. So <laughs> we both had the understanding that, you know, you're saying one thing, I'm saying another, but you're still around me and I'm still around you. So we're kind of at a stalemate, but nobody's saying anything. You think I'm going to go your way, but it's not going to happen. So I had the time of my life with him and it was over afterwards. And he still calls me. We'll still, we'll still talk. We'll still be friends. Um, but it never went anywhere. And that's how it is with guys with me. It's like, I, I although I don't judge you, although I don't, you know, um, although I do listen and I'm a good listener and I, you know, you could tell me anything. It's also like I'm making my own mental judgments, not judgments. I'm, I'm making my own mental decisions about where the relationship is going to go based on the things that are being said. And, um, the, me reading between the lines of like, you know, nonverbal cues and like things like that, things that I'm like, deciphering about people's personalities so I'll decide like whether I'm just gonna be friends with the person whether I'm never gonna talk to the person again whether you know I'm just gonna have like a bit of a fling or like you know something not serious or maybe I will have something serious and I think like guys don't realize and you know they just don't realize that like that's what's happening they just think that like we're having a conversation and I'm, I'm just being a good listener and you know I they, they think that they're in love with me because they feel so themselves with me but they don't realize that I'm still also still drawing conclusions and making decisions based off of what you're saying and so a lot of times I find that guys will get really confused when they don't hear from me anymore or if I tell them eventually like yeah not really interested in a relationship for them it feels out of left field because if you feel like you had a great date with this great girl and you're like talking to her and she's like totally listening you're totally vibing and you feel like you're yourself for the first time in years and you've told this person things you never thought you told tell anyone else like they just have this whole different perspective about what happened there and then to like get a text or a phone call to say yeah I really don't you know see this really going anywhere when <laughs> I mean, we could be friends they're just like what the fuck happened between the time I talked to you and now and I don't get it and I don't understand and a lot of times they feel slighted by that and confused and I've a lot of guys that I talk to like they still text me they still call me and we still talk because they never understand where it went awry I guess you could say so um Make of that what you will, but it's just something, it's just something about, you know, just something about me and, like, how I relate to people. Sorry, I'm still eating the salmon, so I don't want it to get cold. Um, but yeah. Yeah. 
relationships, but when I actually get into a relationship, relationships are very hard for me because, like I said, I, I do get bored of people. A lot of times it's very easy for me to figure out everything about a person. Literally, because people tend to spill their guts to me. And also because I'm very good at deciphering things. Within, like, the first couple of weeks of relationship, I'm not kidding you. And I'm knowing the person very well. And then not a lot of people are as multi-layered as I'd like them to be. And an, an important note about all of this is that, like, I'm a writer. Writing is um, one of my biggest passions. I love to write. Constantly creating fictional worlds, fictional characters. One of the important things about creating characters for me is for them to have like so many different layers and sides to them, different sides to their personalities to keep them interesting. Because when you make somebody who's one dimensional, it's like a hot headed guy. And that's all that that character is, for example. Um, and that's how he acts in every situation, just hot headed. And you don't really put any other layers there. Maybe he has a soft, gooey center. Maybe, you know, this hot-headedness is coming from this place and he's really actually like this. Or, you know, real people, interesting people, have a lot of different layers to them and have a lot of different reactions based on the situations they're in and the different people that they're with that bring out different sides to them. And I think for me, a lot of people that I actually meet and hang out with, relationship-wise, um... A lot of them just don't have as many layers that I, as I'd like because they bec they become so predictable and that just bores the shit out of me. Um, so I find myself ending a lot of relationships based on boredom. I also like have this complex because I have like a lot of daddy issues, which is on me, where uh, my dad was just never somebody that I could personally rely on for anything. Like if, if, I, if he said he was going to be somewhere at five o'clock, uh, it was never really true. He, he probably wouldn't be there. You can't really count on him for anything, just as an exam example. And one of the things that I really can't deal with in a relationship as a result, like that I'm just traumatized by, you know, because of my childhood, because of the relationship with my father, um, is somebody who says that they're going to do something and they're not, they don't do it. I've also had a lot of situations, not just with my father, but starting with my father and just across the board with friends, you know, family members, like counselors, like teachers, like people who are supposed to be there for me. And they literally tell me the same thing verbatim. They will literally say, I will be there for you. I will be there for you. I will be there with you. Don't worry. I promise. And literally verbatim, they'll say they'll they've all these people have told me that that same line and all of those people don't follow through. And it's become like the kiss of death to me in in a in any relationship, whether that be a like family relationship, friendship, um, love relationship, whatever it is. Once somebody says those words, I already know that they won't be there. Whatever they're saying, like as soon as you say that to me. I already know that whatever you're promising me or whatever you're saying that you're going to be there for me for, that's something, because normally it's like, it's like a curse. It's like, whether it's completely outside of their control or not, like whether like you said you were going to be there for me no matter what at five o'clock tomorrow and like your mom dies tomorrow at five, like five o'clock, you're just not there. Like 
it it's a lot of times it's like it's not sometimes it's not even on them it's just like it just it just doesn't happen so it's like a curse and so as soon as somebody says that to me like I already know okay you're just that's you're not gonna be there <laughs> it's not gonna happen because it never does so some people out there would say that's a form of negative thinking and that's like manifesting what you're thinking or whatever but to be quite honest like the 20 times it happened at first, I really believed, you know, positively that the person meant it. And every single of one of those, like, 20 times that it happened at first, you know, they never were able to follow through. And after about 20 times of it happening, like, I've just accepted the inevitable. So I don't think it's negative thinking at all. I just think that it's real realism. And not wanting to set myself up for, you know, disappointment. I mean, I still feel disappointment in general. But, like, I think you, I think I would feel more disappointed if I actually believed, continued to believe and hope that, like, that person would be there. Um, so, anyways, in terms of relationships, like, nothing... Nothing is more of a pet peeve than a guy making any kind of promise to me and not following through on it because, not even promise, but, like, reliability in general is, like, a huge thing. Like, if I need to rely on you for something, you need to be able to come through. It doesn't mean that I'm, like, a, I'm not a person that makes, like, so many demands. Like, like, you need to be available for this or that. I'm actually a pretty independent person. Um... Might not be as successful. <laughs> Definitely independent. I don't really need a lot of things. So if I actually choose to rely on you for something, it's like once in a blue. And um yeah, a lot of times like I just I just need somebody that I can rely on. And I also like a lot of times I find that a lot of guys like will expect me to think for them. And that can be exhausting. Like and and I'll explain to you what I mean. Like, um, they'll, they'll have a million things to do tomorrow and I will have to, in order for them to accomplish those things, like they'll, you'll tell me a list of things that you have to do tomorrow. Like tomorrow I have to do this and that and that and that. It's super important. I do this or that. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't figure it out. You know, whatever. And in order for those things to actually happen, a lot of times, instead of them figuring it out on their own, it becomes such a shit show and I have to like literally think for them and be like, hey, so if you want to go there and get there by two o'clock, then this is what you're going to have to do in order to do that. And I'm, I'm really good at that when it comes to other people, not for not necessarily for myself because my anxiety gets in the way. But when it comes to doing those things for other people, I'm very good at it. I'm very good at like getting shit done for other people. And thinking for other people, too. Like, hey, if you need to get there by 2 o'clock, traffic is going to be really bad over there at 1 on 39th Street. So you need to take the 28th Street over there. And, like, I'll literally just be good at that. And um, I just, it gets exhausting because what ends up happening is that that kind of shit happens all the time. And I find that I'm constantly thinking for that person. Like, they'll have something that they need to do and they can't figure it out at all. They'll express that they can't figure it out at all. And then 
it just becomes a shit show and I have to step in and kind of like think for them for them to meet their goals. And a lot of times people appreciate, obviously they appreciate that, but they don't realize like how much I hate it and I don't want to do it. Because now I'm like, I'm think, trying to think for myself and sometimes I'm successful, but a lot of times like my anxiety will get in the way. So it's already exhausting in my own head thinking for myself. And then to think for somebody else all the time is also like adds that exhaustion and it just becomes like way too much. And I think I want somebody who's reliable so that sometimes I could think for you. That's how partners partnerships work. Sometimes I can think for you. Sometimes you can't figure something out and I can definitely figure it out better for you. And like, it's awesome, but sometimes you should be able to think for me too. Because that whole situation a lot of times becomes one-sided. If I voice that I can't figure something out and, you know, it, the situation becomes a shit show, nobody's stepping in. That person doesn't step in to do the same thing that I would do for them because they're just unable to. Or who knows, maybe they just don't want to, but they they seem incapable of doing so. And I just hate that because I'm like, you know, I need somebody that I can also rely on too. I'm pretty reliable. I need somebody who's reliable as well, who can think on their feet, who can be there for me when they say that they're going to be there for me. And that's like seemingly pretty hard to find. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's tough, but like a lot of times relationships will end because of that reason too. I just, I can't, deal with somebody who's unreliable because I have like way too much trauma from that already um and also like I have this thing like where I don't mind being alone with myself I think a lot of people who suffer from the things that I suffer from probably don't like to be alone because they probably feel like when they're alone with their thoughts, it's too much. But honestly, I've always liked being by myself because it's just easier. Like, even if I'm having bad thoughts, a lot of times people add, being around people, I find that they add more to my bad thoughts than they than they take away from them. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. My sil- my solitude is very comfortable for me. So, in order for you, for me to add somebody to my space, you actually have to be a person that I enjoy being around and that... I don't know. The, a person that I enjoy being around and that's worth me giving up my solitude for, I guess. So that's kind of a tough, tough, it's kind of a tough sell for me, I guess. And those are like just some of the reasons why it's hard for me to <laughs> function appropriately in relationships and like, you know. Also, I also have the feeling that I'm a terrible person just in general. So. That makes it hard for me to be in a relationship because, like, I've had therapists telling me, like, why are you, why do you feel this way? Like, why do you feel like you shouldn't be with anyone? Because I've always told my therapist, like, I don't want to make anybody's life miserable. And I think, like, adding me to their lives, really, in a serious way, is going to make them miserable. Because I think it's a lot to do with my daddy issues, too. I think I always felt like if I wasn't in the picture, maybe he would be happier because he just was never happy. Um, so a lot of times I think the same way about people. I'm like, I don't want to add any negativity to anybody's life. I don't think that I'm a very happy person in my own 
self. So I don't want to add anything like that to anybody else's life and make their life harder than it needs to be. If I, a lot of times if I really like somebody, like really, really genuinely like them. And like, if I think that you're an interesting person, you're amazing and wonderful or whatever. A lot of times I just like want to see you with somebody else who's <laughs> equally as amazing and wonderful. And like, because I don't want to, I always feel like I will come into that person's life and some, like, I just will not be a wonderful addition. I will just be, you know, a negative factor and like make that person's life horrible. <laughs> it's just the way that I think. So I've had therapists tell me like, no, you're a wonderful person. Like, don't think like that. Like you would be a wonderful addition to anybody's life. Like whatever, like you deserve happiness, blah, blah, blah. And they'll say it till they're blue in the face. And like, I just can't see it. So that's another dilemma, another factor. Um, it's just crazy how many layers there are to this issue that I have now that I'm talking about it. Um, when it comes to relationships and serious relationships. But I always feel okay about it because I'm like, right now I'm single. Shocker, I know. <laughs> right now I'm single. And I always feel okay about it because I'm like, you know, at least I'm not ruining anyone's life. <laughs> I'm just, you know, whatever happens, I'm just, it's my own life that's being fucked and not anybody else's. So I feel good about it. And it feels like less pressure. I think that's another big thing about it too, because thinking about the anxiety that I have, pressure is just not a good thing. And like, it's just less pressure knowing that like, if I fuck up, it's, it's on me. I'm not like, I'm not like a mom or a wife that's like, if I fuck up, then I'm affecting all these people's lives. Like, it doesn't feel as daunting, I guess. So it's less anxiety in that way. And the the thought, like, that if I get with somebody else um, and I fuck some shit up, that, that their life would be ruined, that thought is enough to make me want to be like, okay, <laughs> I can just... Stay single forever. Um, so yeah, those are just some of my issues. Just a little sprinkle of, you know, what keeps me from um, really finding love and joy and happiness in another person. Also, again, everyone's just boring lately. I think I need to move. <laughs> Um, I really want to move to New York. I think I talked about that in my very first episode of this podcast. Um, I, for some reason, am am making myself believe that there are a lot more interesting people there. Um, or maybe even just like the probability of meeting an interesting person there is higher just because there's so many more people from so many different backgrounds. So... I always think that, like, once I move there, maybe I might have the chance to possibly, maybe, um, meet someone that's semi-interesting and can keep my attention for more than, like, five minutes. So, we'll see. Um, or maybe not. Who knows? But that's pretty much all I have to say. Actually, before we go, or before I end this podcast, because I've been eating... I've been eating the other sandwich. 
the no I've been eating the original sandwich this whole time I'm sure you can hear my voice but I haven't tried the spicy sandwich yet so I want to try that with you before I end this podcast since we started off with a taste test we'll end with a taste test and see how the spicy version stacks up huge oh my gosh that's what she said (laughs) okay let me take a bite I'm going to have to take a second bite on this one as well. Hold on. Mmm. So, it's not too spicy, but it is spicy. It has a nice little after kick to it. Um, this is really delicious. I thought that the spice would come in, like, the seasonings of the chicken. Maybe they'd put, like, more spices on there, which there probably are. But they seem to also have added, like, this special sauce to it. I see this, like, little pink sauce on it. I think it's so they did. They add like a spicy sauce to it. And it's so delicious. It adds a lot of flavor. It's the same sandwich but spicy. They add a lot of flavor by doing that. If you're a person who enjoys spice, like me, it's not, again, it's not too spicy. So even if you don't like like food that's too spicy, like you can still eat the sandwich, I think. But if you are a person who enjoys spice like me, a little bit of spice, this is really good. I think this is a lot even more flavorful than the other one. And I think, like, this is comparable to a um, Chick-fil-A spicy deluxe or just spicy um, chicken sandwich. But this um, chicken is way more juicy and you get a lot more chicken for your money. It's a lot cheaper, too. Um, And I just love this actually a lot more. (laughs) This is really, really good. It's really juicy. It's really flavorful. It's spicy. It's everything you could want from a spicy chicken sandwich. So I love this. 10 out of 10 would recommend. And if you can get Popeyes in your area, then I totally recommend getting it. And I don't know, obviously, if Uber Eats is doing this promo, this Migos rap group um, 
collaboration promo for everybody in every area. I doubt they are. I don't know if it's just because the Migos are in my area or I don't know if it's across the board or whatever. But if they are, definitely get the Quavo and you can get the same um, meal that I got, which again, I'll tell you that it includes the original sandwich, um, the spicy sandwich. It actually just includes two sandwiches, but I got one of each so I could try them. And then two small size drinks, two um, servings of fries. The fries are really good, by the way, really flavorful. They're not just like plain, uh, can't speak. They're not just like plain fries. They, um, they, they're like fries that have spices on them, but they're not like too spicy or anything. So those types of fries, it also comes with two apple pies, which I haven't tried. Actually, I'll try the apple pies with you as well. And it also comes with a side of mashed potatoes. So it's a lot of food. It's probably meant for like two people, but you know, I'm just gonna, I'm a very emotional person and one of my many issues is like my eating like for my emotions I guess I don't know how to describe it like eating eating my feelings um which is never a good thing so not that I do it all the time obviously I don't do it all the time I'm not trying to like die and you know be fat and gross um although there's nothing wrong with that I guess um, but sometimes when I do get food, especially if I'm just going to be home doing nothing, then I, I definitely indulge and get like what I want. So anyways, it's for two people. And if you're in and you have your friend over your significant other, since we talked about relationships today, then you can get this and share it with somebody else. Um, I'm going to try the apple pie, which actually looks, if you've ever had McDonald's apple pie, this looks very, like way more, um, flavorful already because I can see that they put like a lot of um cinnamon and brown sugar outside of the apple pie pastry piece so it already looks really good I'm gonna take a bite mmm mmm yum like I said, if you've ever had a McDonald's apple pie, you can compare the Popeye's apple pie to it. This is actually a lot more flavorful, a lot more delicious. I don't know what they do to it that's different, but this is a lot better. Would recommend 10 out of 10. Very delicious. <clears throat> the only thing I didn't try with you guys was... The mashed potatoes, I figured it's pretty standard, but I've never had their mashed potatoes, so I guess since I literally tried everything else with you guys, that I'll try this as well. Looks good. It looks, the mashed potato sauce, again, looks like they've added some spices to it. And when I say spices, don't think spicy, I just mean that they added, um, I don't know could be whatever spice you might find in your spice cabinet to add a flavor. Uh, okay, I'm just getting my spoon out, trying this. I actually just got a notification that segments <laughs> that I post on here 
can't be more than 60 minutes and this has actually been 55 minutes so let me hurry up and try this mmm that is so delicious love way better than KFC or any other any other like fast food brand you can think of that sells mashed potatoes Popeye is on point with the flavor and just in case you're wondering like Popeye's did not sponsor this podcast I wish that they did obviously you guys know that in my last post I definitely posted that if you can to please support this podcast so that it can get better the quality can get better and I'm thinking about as well posting on YouTube so these podcasts are live and you can see me as I'm talking to you as well um but yeah, so that would be good to have a Popeye sponsorship, but that's not the case. Popeyes, if you're listening, please sponsor me. But all this food is really d- yummy and delicious, and I definitely recommend you to try it if you haven't already, or if you do have access to it in your area. And I'm going to end this podcast now since we're at like 56 minutes um, of me going on and on. And I'm wishing you a very uh, stress-free, depression-free, anxiety-free day, month, week, year, as always. I love all of you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And I will be posting again soon. And um, thinking about talking more about um, my relationship to food, just because I think I kind of touched on that just a little bit. And um, since I talked about food on this podcast then or on this episode then I think like maybe the next episode could be devoted to food and my emotions in general with food and surrounding food and whatever so you kind of get the point that's kind of what I'm thinking about discussing next next but if there's a topic that you would like me to cover um or talk about maybe one that you deal with that revolves around the theme of this podcast please do respond and let me know and I'll be happy to look into talking about it so um, I definitely want this to be a little bit more interactive now that I have a couple listeners (laughs) and um, I hope to make this obviously better for you guys love you guys bye